Stutter Talk. This is Ruben Schaff, recording from Los Angeles, Cal California. With me today, I have Lauren McGill. Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing as well as can be expected, Ruben. Hello from Orange County, back to LA. Awesome. We we are, of course, in in our um, respective um, isolated locations. Yes, practicing proper social distancing. Absolutely. Um, let me give a little intro for Lauren. Um, Lauren is a speech language pathologist who specializes in the treatment of people who stutter and is in private practice in Orange County. She is adjunct faculty at Chapman University, where she teaches the graduate course in fluency disorders. She is also the co-developer of Childhood Stuttering Screening for Physicians and is involved with various stuttering self-help organizations. Um, Thanks so much for taking the time with me tonight. Um, What are you hearing from people who stutter who, who you work with? I'm hearing that this is a really big change, this real big forced sudden, this really sudden forced social isolation. And some of the concerns that I've been hearing brought up this week is, well, what happens if my old avoidance behaviors start to come out and say hello again, now that the normal social interactions that I get on a daily basis have been taken away from me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's I think something that that I'm starting to no- notice myself as I move to more more of a working from home model. Um, it's def- it's definitely a change that that I think it's important to be able to acknowledge and to be aware of. What's been the most challenging part for you so far since your transition to working from home? I think the the biggest thing that that I'm thinking about is how how to be proactive and and how how to plan so I keep my my communication up and um, I don't I don't um, get get reaccustomed to old habits like you were talking about. What do you think is the thing that you miss most about just your daily life right now as far as your communication? Right. So it's it's interesting all the things that that I've learned from be being be being a person who's Judders and the 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 way we socially interact and communicate is 
such an important thing. It's it's not it's not just like an information or a necessity type of thing. Um, I I tell people um, it took me about twenty five years to figure out why the rest of the world talks so much. It turns out they like it. Um, and it also turns out that, that I too like it. And I like, I like connecting with people. I like communicating, communicating with people. And that's really the, the, the first thing that I notice. Um, and the, reality is most of my communication on a day-to-day basis happens at work because, you know, my life is kind of mostly work. Mm -hmm. And I think for for kids in school, um, maybe most of their communication happens around um, school and sports and extracurriculars and the the world that we're living in, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of changed everything for a period of time. Yes, for a period of time. And I think that if we can sort of reframe how we look at the situation instead of now I can't get what I need from my daily interactions, what can I now do to create those interactions if they don't necessarily exist? And it's been interesting this week because I get to see so many kids of different ages and I'm hearing different things from those different age groups. And with my my younger school age kids that I've been seeing this week, I'm hearing from the parents just as much of a concern as I am from the kids. And from the parents, they're saying, well, you know, I'm concerned that my child may not have to challenge themselves every day to raise their hand and to talk to their teachers and ask a classmate for directions on how to do a project. And from the school age, because they're just really missing their friends and they're missing that sense of normalcy. And so how, how do we create this, right? How do we create these opportunities so they're not lost during this time period? Uh-huh. Um, one one of the things I've been thinking about is, of course, this this particular time. I think it's it's almost a or it is a unique situation that's uh, affecting us all. Yet, m- many of the things that we're talking about, um, missing our friends when when we change jobs, when we move, when we graduate middle school, go to high school, graduate high school, move to college, these these big points of change are also things that that can very much reshape our social network. Do you, do you have um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think when we just look at where the kids are now. I mean, this is all potentially an opportunity for a lot of growth and change, or it is an opportunity to fall back into behaviors that made communication not as much fun as it could be. And with, 
you know, I'm just thinking, I know I just mentioned about my school age kids, but my teenagers, I mean, they are missing their social life really, really badly right now. And just those daily meeting up at the lockers and organizing whose car you're going into for lunch, those, for lack of a better term, they're really forced communication opportunities that you have on a daily basis, just saying hi to your friend at the locker and asking your friend when your projects do. So, you know, they're just, they're, there's a lot of missed opportunity and a lot of sadness with that. And then also I just am hearing a lot of overall grief right now. And it seems like the kids throughout the week were kind of moving through all the different stages that we typically see associated with the stages of grief model, because not only are they missing the socialization that's happening right now, there's a there's a high sense of fear of what am I potentially missing in the future? What's happening with prom? And am I going to get to finish out the year in my sports team? And I can't go see the college I was interested in going to because I can't go to the college tour or I can't go to acceptance day. And these these kids are telling me all these things. And at the same time, the parents are saying, I haven't heard my kid talk all week. They haven't been talking. They're they're texting only. And so I, I I'm concerned about this disconnect between they really are desiring this communication and this checking in with friends, but then they're not taking the steps that maybe maybe just because they don't know how to take the steps to rekindle those social relationships again. Right. I I I think it's it's really important to understand what what the choices are that we have, and for for us to take um, to take ownership and to be able to make a proactive plan. Now, um, what are some of the things that that your your school-age kids and your teens have, have been coming up with as some actual ways to um, meet these challenges? One of the things, so I've been keeping a list throughout this week of sort of problem solving out of the situation, and I'm hearing that they miss going to their sports teams. They miss running track. They miss going to water polo. They miss going to the gym. And so one of the things that I've suggested is to create sort of like an online workout group or even set up your computer and have a push-up challenge with your friend or whatever you would normally do is part of your daily routine. Do it with a friend. And it was interesting hearing from the kids that, oh, I had just not thought about that. I didn't think, well, how can I take what I'm already doing or used to be doing on a regular basis and then pull in technology to keep doing those things because we're, you know, rather fortunate in all of this that we have the ability through technology to really stay connected if we know how to use it. But this is the same generation that's really more connected than than you or I even know how to be. But then it doesn't often involve direct communication in real time. There's, there's definitely a lot more tools and, and we've, 
we've been, I think, talking as as a generation over the last couple of years about this this kind of a dichotomy between connectedness and non-connectedness, and we're all in our social circles, but are we actually talking? And mm-hmm. It's a very, very interesting um, reality to be in and to ask that question of, you know, am I going to text or am I going to, am I going to push to talk? Mm-hmm. When even it might be challenging. Right. And um, the, the, um, the episode that was just aired from, Peter and Kaya, one of the things that they talked about, which I liked, was that our our lives are not actually on hold. We we continue, and it's more about finding ways to to continue doing what what we were doing and to continue making the healthy choices that that we were making and maybe even to do more of the things that we know are healthy, maybe less of the things that are unhealthy. Well, you can still cook together with your friends, just slightly more remotely with many more ingredients. If you can find them at the stores currently, you can still have dinner together (laughs) and have coffee dates together. you, you, You were telling me about that there's, that there's a way to do game nights and play cards and what, what are some of the other things? Well, I mean, amongst my friends, we're doing a Wednesday night happy hour. And so one of my, my 12 year old clients did show me how to use the FaceTime group chat function. So it's been very exciting this week. Wonderful. Um, I think it's really good that that we do live in the in in the age of technology that we're in, and I know that um, a lot of the, or at least some of the support groups I know have c- continued to meet online. And one of the Toastmasters um, clubs that I was a part of in North Carolina, um, I saw that they even figured out how to have a Toastmasters meeting on online. So the the opportunities to communicate face to face um, are are still out there. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think I'm learning from this um, how how important social communication is it's not just like gossiping at the water cooler it's a very um fundamental way of how how we connect as people it definitely is and i think that you know for the adults who stutter i'm also hearing concerns about how this is changing dating right now because it's really taking this online dating to a whole new level. Oh yeah. Right. You've got to make decisions about where your first date's going to be. Is it going to be in the kitchen? Is it going to be in the living room? 
you only have to figure out half your outfit. I mean, there can really be some win-wins for this, but the opportunities need to be taken. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I already wasn't able to get a date to save my life. I'm really having trouble now. Well, no, now it's a new opportunity, Ruben. That's that's a great <laughs> point, Lauren. It's a new it's a new opportunity to um, look at um, look at interactions. What do you think we're going to learn from all this? Um, I think so. There's there's a couple things. Um, I think we're going to learn how how important social communication is um and i think that's one of the aspects of stuttering that that is sometimes missed you you mentioned that your parents are noticing that their kids aren't talking Mm -hmm. and and that's that's important very It's, it's not that they're noticing the stuttering or the lack of stuttering, we we've got to talk. We've got to com- communicate. This mm-hmm. is this is fundamental to to our world. I think we'll learn that. I think we'll learn um, that there's there's a lot of tools of understanding that we develop as people who stutter to cope with challenges. Um, does, does that make sense? It does. I mean, if you think about all the challenges that you've had leading up to this point, it makes you very resilient. And this is another opportunity, if we choose to look at it as that, to keep being resilient in the face of something that is very challenging and to really take those opportunities that you've had to take in the past and really just go with it. I think this, this is also showing us that some of, some of our old habits die hard. Mm -hmm. Would you say? Definitely. And that's what people are telling me. We're noticing those little voices starting to come back, you know, oh, I could just fill in the blank of what it could be, right? But it might not involve talking, but really encouraging everybody to take those opportunities when they're presented, even if they're hard. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, that's particularly true now. And that's true for a lot of the, the trans positions in life which we have it's not an abnormal thing as we go through changes we we have a tendency to remember these old habits and when things are hard what do we go back to mm-hmm yeah. And just being um, aware of it. Yeah, I think all of this is bringing a, a greater awareness. 
I think it certainly has for for me. Well, it seems like there's a lot we can do during this challenging quarantine time to stay connected and really be there for each other. Yeah, and I I I think it's great that that parents are also noticing um, the the core components of what com- communication are mm-hmm. as well. I think that um, a lot of times when we talk about stuttering, we start talking about it before we've really um, laid out what what com- communication is and what's important about com- communication. Um, and I think we really have to remember Remember that um, even before we talk about stuttering, communication is first. It always is. Yeah, that that's what we're going to learn, Lauren. That's what we're going to learn from this, and how we really need each other, and how we will really miss being with each other physically. But that. It's all an opportunity to really take advantage of it now and then also continued moving forward as we move out of this phase that our world is in. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've got some some examples of some healthy choices that we can make, whether we're... um, missing our friends or missing our dates or whatever else it is that that's a challenge in our lives right now. Definitely. Any, any final thoughts from our, our uh, quarantined world? Oh, just keep supporting each other and keep talking. Awesome. That's a that's a great place to leave it. Thanks uh, so much for taking some time. Um, this is this has been Dutter Talk, recording from California. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>